0: Hello, hello, New Haveners, and, you know, wherever you're joining us in the Zoom universe. Um, welcome back to WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. This is Arts Respond, and I'm your host, Lucy Gelman. I'm really excited to be back. I know we took a hot minute. Um, I needed it. Maybe y'all out in the universe needed it, too. But we are back, and I am excited to be here with Trish Clark talking about the 48-hour film project, which if you don't know, you're going to know by the end of this episode exactly what it is and how you can get involved, Um, but which runs from July 28th, which is a Friday through the 30th, which is a Sunday of this year, 2023. Uh, So this month, this year, and it is in New Haven for its 13th year. So Trish, um, let's just jump into it. First of all, welcome to Arts Respond. Thank you for coming on this muggy, hot, sweaty Friday. I hope you're in a place where you can hydrate a lot and where you're staying cool. Um I'm trying. I have my it even has my name on it. So I have my wa- Oh, i oh I'm I'm not that <laughs> fancy. Um but I I would love for you to let you know our listenership, which is pretty general, know like maybe there are some uh real cinephiles and film buffs out there who already know everything they think there is to know about the 48-Hour Film Project. But I would guess that we have a couple of listeners who are like, yo, what's that? So let's get into it. So the 48-Hour Film
1: Project is the longest-running timed film competition in the world. And it's been around... Thanks. (laughs) It's been around for uh, 23 years worldwide. It started in D.C., but this is year 13, as you said, for it being here in New Haven. And I've run it all those years. Um, So it's in about like 150, give or take, cities worldwide. Um, And it's where teams of filmmakers sign up and register their team to make a short film, four to seven minutes, in 48 hours. And so on the Friday night of our filming weekend, which is in fact July 28th through 30th, so it's coming up this month, um, uh, at our kickoff event, the teams will randomly draw draw a film genre that they have to create and they will get assigned a specific character prop and line of dialogue and then they have 48 hours to go create the film
0: and I want to talk I I have heard this story but I want to talk about how you got into it because for for folks who know you like this is not your full-time job right you have you have a whole ass full-time job I hope the FCC is okay with me saying that um and and this is Something that I think for you is really fun, but for some people would just be too much stress and they would be like, I'm not going to do it for one year, let alone 13 years. And like, it's a, I feel like now it's a surly teenager, like it's growing up. It's, (laughs) you know, it, I don't know. It can start thinking about driver's ed or whatever. Um, And so for you, like, tell me how you got into this and also why it, why it's been important for you to continue this work? Well, I
1: got into it because my actual like education degree and and background is production TV and film production and I did that in New York for several years but then um, I moved back to Connecticut uh, about twenty one years ago to have my child and and I say about because she's turning twenty one next month so um I know, crazy, but uh, what, you know, I realized I missed production a lot when I was here, you know, as a a young single mother and a friend of mine did a 48 in Cleveland and he was just acting in it. And he was like, Oh, you should bring this to Connecticut. You should do it there. Um, It's really fun. And then you'd be getting back into production. So I signed on to the 48 website and logged on to their, you know, mailing list and, they said, oh, we're looking to branch out into Hartford, Connecticut, because like it's, you know, it's different cities. You know, they always are looking to expand. And um, so I responded and I said, I think that's a typo. And you meant New Haven. And uh, and after they interviewed me, they agreed that I was the right person because I have, you know, the production background as well as like event planning. I, I mean, I've worked for pretty much every New Haven arts organization and been in their development department. So all those fundraisers come in handy when you're trying to make events. And um, so that's, that's how it happened. That's how I got the job doing this. And um, it is way different than my day job in city hall. That's for sure. (laughs) Which is also a very stressful job, but um, it's, it's fun that I still have this creative outlet. So I'm not making the films in 48 hours. I'm, you know, helping the teams make them, but I mean, it went from, the first year, only nine teams of filmmakers to close to 40 in the last two years. And as of like five minutes ago, we were up to 26 teams for this year. Um,
0: and do you think that jump in the last two years was also that people really wanted, like, people want to gather, people want to be together? Um, I think, you know, folks having experienced lockdown want to be back in community and there's something very specific about making a film that we'll get into especially making a film in an extremely compressed amount of time
1: yeah I mean I fortunately for for me our numbers didn't go down during COVID even though it was like a virtual one instead which we were very lucky but um I think for sure attending the screenings has been a big thing like it's It's a, I mean, as you well know, it's a very supportive creative community in New Haven, in Connecticut, like, you know, and, and that definitely, you know, extends to film production. And, um, and I think like the great thing that I think happens is during our film screenings, we have a, you know, a Q and A and after each one. So all the filmmakers get to talk and there is absolutely no bashing of any kind. It's just support and love for everybody's, you know, films. Everyone's gone through the same gauntlet of, <laughs> of having to do this in this short time frame, And I've had teams that have then, you know, said, well, I really like that actor. Will you do this with me next time? And I like, how did you get that shot? And you know, what kind of camera did you use? And so it's, it's really turned into like more collaborations happen even after, which I think is great too.
0: And I think for folks who are on the fence, can you talk a little bit about how, yes, like some of the people who do this are, um, I don't want to say they're specifically like full-time industry professionals, but there are like film people who do this. But at the same time, there are people who I've met through this and and through Tom Breen has done some reporting. He's also my (laughs) husband, so I'm highly biased in that regard. Um, But there are also folks who I think are just like, wow, this looks really fun. Let's do it. And so, you know, if, if listeners are on the fence and they think I've never done this before, I can barely shoot a video on my, on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what would you say to them?
1: Uh, that they should still do it. And
0: we get teams of
1: grade schoolers up to senior citizens. So for some people, it legit is the first time they picked up a camera um, and done you know any type of editing, you can shoot it on your phone. there's it's the only limit is how much you limit yourself and your team because you can have a team of one or you can have a team of 50 and you could rent professional equipment, you know if you have it like if that's your day job and you have it, great. Um, you know, or you can just be doing it by going to you know buying a camera, going to home depot, getting like little, things on the side that are maybe a little cheaper there to get than a a real rental store. Um, it's, it's for all levels. And, um, and that, I mean, it shows in the films, we get a wide variety of films and, um, you know, there are certainly some that have a lot of professional equipment for sure. And you're like, Oh my God, how did they make that in two days? Like it's like mind blowing. And like, there are some people that do animation in the two days. It's, and like, in, I mean, that sh- should take years for some people, you know, so um, you can do it at any level for sure. And the thing is, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun way to realize if you wanna work with these people again, it's a fun way to test out, um, you know, an idea because like, you know, you do have to write it over the weekend and you're not gonna know your specific, you know, character prop and line of dialogue, and you're certainly not gonna know your genre. So, I mean, you could have an idea in your head, but if the idea in your head is sci-fi and you picked, you know, Western, you may not be able to make that mesh very well. Um, So you have to be flexible. You have to think, you know, think on your feet. You have to realize that you're probably only gonna get a couple takes. You're not gonna be able to do like 50 takes (laughs) of each scene. If the weather's not cooperating, oh, well, yeah. Um, So it's, but even people that have handed in late and or been disqualified for some reason, they've still said this was, you know, and they're exhausted. They still said, this is a great time. We wanna do this again um, because it is such a good creative community.
0: And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that night, that first night, mm-hmm. uh, which in years past has been, I think at the space, maybe at some other spots as well. Yeah. Um, where you're like literally choosing, because I think some people, in the same way that some people will jump into an improv class, um, and other folks, their answer is no and not yes. It's <laughs> right. like they're they do not enjoy being surprised. And I think part of this and the wonder of this and, and like the fun and the thrill is that you don't know. Like there's there's a lot that you can account for. Like, okay, I know I can rent this equipment from this place or I can make this investment or I'm gonna have these people on my team. But like, there's a lot that you don't know. And so I'm wondering if you can talk about that. And especially- I feel like there are some funky and fun genres that have come up. Uh,
1: for sure. So our kickoff, it has been at the space beforehand, uh, you know, the outer space uh, may it rest in peace. And uh, now we're at Armada brewing in their new new Haven location. So this is actually going to be the second or third year that we're having kickoff there.
0: Yeah. And, and Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just well, going to say shout out to Johnny. Um, yeah, no, we love Johnny. He's been like super community oriented and I just, I love that it's this space in um, an otherwise pretty industrial part of new haven. Yeah. That is like, it's great. It's great. Yeah. And it almost didn't happen, but we don't have to talk about that part. Right, right, We're happy. It did happen.
1: Um, and so he's like, I mean, I did host it at the beer acts a couple of times, but now that he's got the new huge location in New haven we're we're using that and, um, the great fun about that is like at least one person from every team has to come. So it's like, a, it's kind of like a big party. Like everyone's getting ready to start filming. And um, yeah, it, usually we used to the, we randomly pull the genres out of a hat, but I have a genre Plinko board. So now we play, play Plinko and you get your genres. And um, there are different genres. There are some new ones this year. Um, And like, I think like one of the new ones, this might've been new last year was like climate film, which was like kind of topical. Um, They have like political film, which is topical too, but uh, 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 um, yeah, but uh, like my favorite is mockumentary, which I think is always a good time. Um, Usually people get really upset when they get Western or musical because they're not prepared for that. but it could be fun. I mean, I've I've had a western win that was made in a um, you know a high rise condo, but the tumbleweeds were rolling around, and you know you you got to make work whatever you you know get. Um, like, and last year the character was um, a podiatrist. So I thought I'd have a lot of i mean obviously I had a lot of things around feet, but there was a lot of death around feet, and I didn't know that went hand in hand till I saw you know thirty five films about that back to back but i mean that that's the unique thing like you never know what you're gonna get, and uh sometimes the underlying theme like last year was death for some reason um like ends up popping up but um. You you don't know what's going to happen when you're doing a 48. Like you hope everything goes well and you, you know, knock on wood that you have a good weekend. But I mean, we've also had, I had a team one year that after 24 hours, the team quit and yeah. And, you know, called me up and said, well, our team leader is done, but we want to take over the team and keep going. So they finished it really then and only in 24 hours and it got handed in on time. And, you know, and it's still like, I think it's one of the funniest ones that we've had, you know, and I just, I I can't commend them enough for just like, just keep going, you know, like Dory says, just keep swimming and, and make the film and we're going to screen it, whether it's on time or late. Like if you're, you are disqualified if you're late. So if you hand in after 7.30 on Sunday, you're, you know, disqualified just means you're disqualified from all the awards you're you are still going to screen. if you miss your character proper line of dialogue you're disqualified but you're still going to screen. and even if you're you know late or disqualified you're still up for my coveted late or disqualified film award so and we also have an audience vote award so all the films are still up for that too so even you know even if you're like oh, i can't believe I'm like it's 736 what you know now i'm not going to win anything well you're not going to win best film but you could still win two other things and you could still take part in the screening and it's going to be a lot of fun
0: and tell me about some of the questions like this this sparked something when you said you know this team called you and said like our our leader quit but we want to yeah. keep going some of the questions you received cuz i remember a couple years ago the the filmmaker shall remain nameless but a couple years ago, someone put out a call, like a friend put out a call and said, hey, I just need a couple extras in this film. We're taping at this location, you know, in New Haven. And it's just going to be like 25 minutes. And like seven hours later, <laughs> I exited this building and I thought, what, like, what just happened? Right. <laughs> and, and so I'm curious about some of the questions that you get and some of the... Of the things you see folks run into, whether they're challenges or unexpected joys?
1: Um, well, probably both. A lot of the questions that I tend to get are usually like technical questions about um they want to define the genre or character. or be like, well, do they have to be on screen? Well, the answer is yes. If they're not on screen, you didn't follow the rules. All most questions that I get can in fact be answered by looking at the website, which lists all the rules of the competition, um, and also frequently asked questions are there as well. But, um, and and like people have questions about handing in the paperwork, because you, you know, you said you were at a location, like, well, you have to have a location release. If you were an extra, you would have had to sign a waiver that said you were um, part of the cast and crew. So we're very big on the paperwork um, for all these films. And, um, Unfortunately, I have no say of where you're filming, uh, or fortunately, I guess because like you know, you can film anywhere. It doesn't even have to be in New Haven, though. I do have a New Haven award because I like to focus on how great New Haven is. But um, yeah, I mean, you can say to somebody, come for twenty five minutes and keep them for seven hours, and I, I mean, I God, I hope they fed you too for <laughs> for all that long. But you know, that's up to the teams. Like they can, it's whatever film they're gonna make. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. That that's what happens. Um, I did have a team, I think it's a different team that shall also remain nameless, that um texted me because like the, the calls come into the 48 hour hotline, which is in fact my cell phone. That's what happens over the weekend. I I troubleshoot all the filmmakers. But um one of the teams like sent me a picture and was just like, is it okay to have these extras? And it was my brother and my sister-in-law and they're like they just happened to be wandering around and then he cut them from the film and I was like don't call me and say my family's in the film and then cut them
0: <laughs> but that is... is okay was it a, was it deemed not a conflict of interest now I'm really interested
1: no it's not a conflict of interest like I mean they
0: were planned to
1: do it actually one of my nephews um made a team one year but like I'm not a judge I just facilitate the whole thing but um but, like, my daughter couldn't do it because she lives in my house and she's, you know, mine. But, like, someone who is a relative that doesn't live with me can do it. Um, but also, it helps that I'm not a judge in any way, shape, or form. Like, I'm just making sure everything runs smoothly. I have no say in who wins in any, you know, any shake of it. Which a lot of people think I do, but I don't.
0: And I want to say, some of these film I mean, I love that you brought up that, um, you've had everyone from like young people up to senior citizens work on this. And so you don't have to be a filmmaker. You don't even have to have ever like done something film adjacent in your life. But also in recent years, you've had some like really big uh, wins and name associations, including, so is it Scott? Libeda? I always say it wrong.
1: I think it's Libeda, but
0: yeah. Libeda. Okay. Um, who was on the team, the director of photography for the team Good Nature Dogs in mm-hmm. 2014, um, and like went on NBD to uh, to be on the team that was awarded best picture for CODA, which if people haven't seen CODA, you should, I don't know what you're doing for the rest of your Friday afternoon. You should finish <laughs> this episode with us and then just like, at Go least watch, watch it. Yeah, find, yeah. find an air conditioned space, please
1: sure
0: there. um but it it is a, a beautiful beautiful film um and then that you, was filmed in massachusetts that was filmed, yes and you've also had films go on to the is it con, can 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 yeah, yeah.
1: so My the city all about. the city
0: winners compete
1: against each other at film which is in different places like uh last year it was in la um next year it's going to be in um lisbon portugal but uh, so they screen against each other kind of just like the, the cities have a small competition that it goes up a little higher for all the city winners and um, 12 to now 24 because now we have two screenings at Cannes um, yes. will go on to screen at Cannes and the New Haven city winners have screened there twice. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Like there are some cities that have been around longer that have never gone to Cannes. Yeah, um, and we have been lucky enough to have two films go there one of those films won best editing for all the 48s in the world
0: awesome which is really cool and and I also think well first I'm going to just remind people if you're just joining us or you've been hanging out with us here on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven this is Arts Respond I'm your host Lucy Gelman and I'm here today with Trish Clark talking about the 48-hour film project um and I completely lost my train of thought while I was <laughs> while I was doing that. I will also say um, one thing I noticed is that the list of folks supporting it has just like beautifully and steadily grown. And when you started it here, especially because I think there is some for for folks who don't live in Connecticut, mm-hmm. I think they think Hartford because it's the capital city; it's where the state house is. Um, but New Haven is sort of like indisputably the cultural capital of Connecticut. Absolutely. And, yeah, and you know, so I'm also wondering, like, if you have discussions with folks about that, and also how you feel like other people, especially those who have come to support the project, um, have sort of seen New Haven, because I feel like if you don't live in Connecticut, you're not with it. Uh-huh. As far as New Haven, or if you're like i mean we we are on the list of top fifty two places in the world, um, sure, but there are like three locations on that, and I don't know, my tour of New Haven does not include those specifically, but <coughs> we'll get into that another time. Yeah. Um, so you know, so have you also found that this leads to discussions about New Haven and the flourishing of arts and culture in the city?
1: well i mean i'm always trying to you know expand that too and i mean i my day job is in city hall so i am close to the arts culture and tourism department here um and they very graciously uh their sponsorship is giving a film waiver to these teams for the weekend to make it easier for them to film in new haven which i think is a is a great thing so that means like they can film on the green, they can film in parks, like, you know, they can't still, they can't film in Pepe's unless they sign off on it, like, and they get a location released, but they can drive down Worcester Street. And that's what I like to see and like to encourage, like, more, you know, um, New Haven focus on the things. I will say the waiver doesn't stop them, you know, I was like, don't stop traffic, like, without a cop's permission, but, like, one team did it anyways. And got away with it like that's just don't call me if that i'm not putting you out of jail but have you, um
0: have you ever had to like have teams ever called you and been like i got in an altercation with someone publicly or i blocked a highway and now i'm in prison and i i
1: haven't had that i have had teams like it used to be that you had to come and hand in the film to me on sunday night but now since covid we can do it digitally um, and I have had teams say, Well, I got a speeding ticket. Are you gonna pay that? No, I am not. That is that is your fault for speeding. <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, I, we we don't want anybody to get hurt when they're making the 48 by any stretch of the imagination. It's supposed to be fun and safe. Um, but uh, but back to what you were saying, like, yeah, I try to partner with you know new haven or new haven county like because i do you know try to expand too like even though these are all just the cities some states have several 48s in different cities but we're small enough that we can just have one for the state and you know and i do get teams from all over the state i get teams from out of state too because that's just a good weekend for them you know and again you don't have to film here i just encourage you to film in new haven um but that's the the great spot, the great part about like, you know, having the arts council as my fiscal sponsor, having, you know, working um, with the arts culture and tourism department of the city of New Haven. We get support from the state film office of film, television, and digital media, which, you know, I think is very important that we're all, when, when we have productions going on, you wanna let everybody know so that more and more can keep happening. Like, you know, there's there's a big push to get the tax credit updated, but that's a whole other long conversation. You know, uh, you know, for for Connecticut because we, you know, we're so close to New York, we're in between the New York and Boston strip. We literally have every location and every season. Why aren't more films here?
0: So. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you. Even if it opens up a whole can of worms, I really wanted to ask you actually how you see this fitting into the wider statewide film ecosystem, because mm-hmm. these are also, I, I think it's something like the CT film tax credit to even qualify for it. You have to be breaking $100,000, right, with yeah. your film budget. Yeah, so, I believe so. um, Unless you are fabulously wealthy and you happen to I don't know like blow a good chunk of change and have a lot of fun over this weekend which like I don't know go for it if, go for it yeah if if that's you but I I imagine that people are working with I mean I I know people who have made films for this project I'm like probably under $150 like they've done it with their cell phone Right. And a video editing program that either came with their computer or they downloaded from, um, you know, from a free website or or something like that. And their biggest overhead has been like pizza to feed the crew or something sure. like that. Yeah. Uh, so how does this fit into the wider ecosystem for the state? But also, as you brought up, and I think this comes up in the music scene as well, Trish, like. We are between New York and Boston. And in some ways, that can be a great blessing. And in some ways, it complicates things.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I actually just last week did an interview um, kind of like this at, um, on CCM, Connecticut Municipalities, and uh, with uh, Jonathan Black, who's now just started the Connecticut Film, uh TV and Film Alliance. Like, and he's been the big champion of trying to update the, the state. Um, tax credit and part of that discussion was he was like oh we're going to try to lower it to five hundred thousand dollars I'm like it's still not working for any of these indie people Um, which is so like it's kind of like we're just looking at it from two different perspectives and I think a lot of the production that happens in Connecticut is indie is super low budget and whereas five hundred thousand you know in the film world is considered like a low budget it's also not something that's attainable by certainly by the bulk of the 48 filmmakers and certainly by even like i worked on feature documentaries and feature films like in Connecticut they were not that budget level either um so and i think that's as we go back to the phone that's like part of the digital age like now When I started making, you know, movies in production, we shot on film, actual film. That does not happen anymore. Or if it does, it's like, oh, my God, this is a masterpiece because they shot on film. Um, So it's, as you were saying, a blessing and a curse. Things have opened up. So there's a wide range and you can get you know, kids literally like in grade school can be making movies. Um, But they certainly don't have a hundred thousand dollar budget, you know, or, you know, or the million or whatever. And, you know, and that's even you get into all the, all, paying all the cast and crew, renting the equipment, getting the insurance, which people don't even think or talk about for most of these films. Um There's a lot to think about. And I think if we're really going, in, in my opinion, if you're really going after, let's, let's update the state tax credit um, and get more incentive for people to come here, like you have to really track how much a film production here is going to be an economic boost. It's so you're not just working with the cast and crew we, as you mentioned, you do have to feed them. So why don't we get all the local, you know, different local restaurants involved? And so how much is, how much of that, you know, production, or food production for that week is coming, you know, to the cast and crew. So like that wouldn't have been there if they were filming in New York, you know, and then they're all going to have to stay here. So that's hotels or bed and breakfast or Airbnb. Like, so, um, and if you've been on any films that you know, people are probably going out at night, you know, <laughs> and they're going to need to unwind. So, like, you're you're doing a lot more than just blocking off Chapel Street for a week so that Harrison Ford can go down in a motorcycle, which has happened, you know. Um, but, like, you have to, like, to really, I think, get the state to really pay attention. It's like, you've got to look at all these other pieces, too, and figure out, this is really worth it you know, and it's not just helping the small creative film community, it's helping everyone in the state.
0: And do you feel like, like, do you, in conversations you're having with folks, you know, yes, maybe at the state, maybe at DECD or Connecticut Office of the Arts, which lives under economic development, but also just like folks in general, because as someone who works in the arts and arts and culture, I often find that you're totally right, like that economic piece and. I, like I am always a little bit wary about talking about just arts and economic development because I also think like artists deserve the space to just fail and sure. and they should be paid to just fail mm-hmm. and like, experiment um, but that economic development piece is huge so much so that like every I think it's every five years Americans for the Arts does a whole study around it and we see that you know, yes, when there's even like when there's a two-day performance at the Schubert Theater, you're gonna see more money being spent in restaurants downtown and at bars. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a rowdy performance or if it's a performance for young people, like maybe folks stick around to go to the club afterwards. I don't right. know what young people do anymore. Like after right. 9 p.m. is sort of my cutoff. Um, but but do you find that that piece gets lost? Because often I'll talk to someone and they're like, oh, you're in the arts. That's cute.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I do think it gets lost. I don't, I don't think people think about the bigger picture in, you know, in that capacity. And, and I do think people in the arts get shafted, too. Like, and I mean, even a lot of the times when I'm like at arts meetings around here, no one wants to talk about film. Like, They don't think it's art. And I was like, well, that's very much not true. It, it is 100% an art form and there's a ton of people on cast and crew that like go into making every production and when you're there like you know if you are on set like it is a family like that you're you know you're there for like a week to six months like you know so you you do connect with these people and I mean you know you're probably going to want to if you like them you're probably going to want to work with them again that's a big Part of it is like who you know and how that like keeps rolling over. But um, now I lost my train of thought. Too
0: that. <laughs> That's totally okay. Um, I, I, it's interesting to me that people sort of give film the cold shoulder um, oh, yeah. when you're when you're talking about arts and culture. Do you feel like there's been some improvement around that, at least within New Haven? Because I, you know, I think of groups that really are working at the grassroots, like um, Trey Moore, who's an artist who just had the Seeing Sounds Festival. And for the first time in, I mean, it, the festival is only two years old, so it's still a baby. Mm-hmm. But um, for the first time this year, he had a film festival, like an, an evening where he celebrated independent film. And you know, I think of uh, groups like Blackheaven, which again, are, are still very much working at the grassroots, but supporting film and supporting filmmaking and filmmakers um, in and around the state do you feel like it? film just still is, is totally like, well, we don't do that?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if it's just film or arts in general, but like, I do find that I, even though we're such a small state, I, I feel we're very pigeonholed. Like, And I think part of that is people don't even want to drive 20 minutes to go to a different event you know, are like, oh my God, do I have to drive an hour to Hartford? Which is unfortunate because, um, you know, A, you can get anywhere in Connecticut within an hour. This is not a hardship. And if you're gonna like, if you're gonna go on the train to see a show on Broadway, you're going further, you know. But as you just said, we have the Shubert right here, which puts on fantastic shows, you know, and I, I think, I, I wish we were as, you know, segregated into our little sections of of the state, um, which is why I love to see, when I do see filmmakers from different parts of the state, I love to see that. And that's why, like, I mean, I'm based out of New Haven, but like I screen at the Bijou in Bridgeport. So I do try to like branch out, I mean, it's a gorgeous theater, but like I do try to like branch out and have events. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll have a meet and greet up in Hartford and, you know, you just wanna get everybody talking together. And, and realizing that like, yeah, we, we can all do this. Like we can't, you know, I will attend your screening. Like, thanks for coming to mine. Um, and we have like quite a few film festivals in New Haven, in, not in New Haven, like in Connecticut. I mean, we do have in New Haven, but like that's like, there's so many opportunities and unfortunately missed opportunities when people just can't connect. And I, so I, I wish there was more of that connection. Like, and I always encourage that. And I think, again, back to like why the meet and greets, why the kickoff event is in-person. It's not all digital. Like why we want you to come to the screenings to see all these and not just to see your film, watch everybody else's and really get a feel for, you know, for the whole creative community because that's how everything's gonna work. If we just keep expanding it and keep talking to each other.
0: So we should also say, just because if folks are listening and they think, okay, I haven't registered for this, but I really want to, um, and there is a website, I'll share all that good stuff on social media, but the registration cutoff, so late registration starts July 19th, so does that mean everything before that is on-time registration?
1: Well, no, so right now we're in early bird registration, which is till midnight tonight, Awesome. And um, and then so at 12.01 a.m., you can still register your team, but it's $20 more. And right. then and then late registration is like the last week and a half before we kick off. And that's $40 more from, and, from
0: right I now. mean, $20, that's like a whole modern pizza. It sure is. Or yeah. like four lattes at East Rock Coffee. So, <laughs> I mean, really. You got to like, prioritize. You want to pay that extra $20? I don't think you do. Yeah. Well, and that,
1: I mean, it's usually what I say is like save it, exactly what you're saying. Save that for crafty because you're going to have to feed your cast and crew. So like yeah, you great. know prioritize you know your finances, but um, but you can actually even sign up as long as you get to me before kickoff, before we announce the um, before we do genre plinko, and before we announce the elements, you can register your team to still take part in this. So and I the last two years I have had. Teams register on kickoff day, yeah, and you know because I mean in the grand scheme of things, forty bucks isn't going to make or break you. A lot, a lot of the people that sign up late, it's just because oh, I I know I have the weekend free now. I know I don't have a paid gig, so I can do this with my friends. um But the like the teams that have signed up already, like they're already planning their pre-production, which is smart. They're you know getting a little leg up on it. Yeah, um, but yes, you can you can definitely log in. To our website and sign up online and you know i have all the information um for events is on the website on our webpage but they're also on facebook and i have instagram and twitter and try to be active on those but i'm not really active on twitter to be honest with you um but yeah it's sign up is now for sure happening in high gear and especially because the rates go up to regular registration Uh, tomorrow i've had in the last like 24 hours i think i've had like six or eight teams sign
0: up oh that's great um and and then you know for folks who are like if you are on board for this so the celebration or festivity i don't know what you want to call it the kickoff is at armada on Mm -hmm. friday july 28th and then from the 28th through the 30th it is that mad dash um you're filming you're editing. Don't forget that you have to edit, and then that it has to render, which is a thing that I didn't even know before. Yes. Um, before writing about the the film project, so like you might think that your editing is done and you're cool, and it's like six thirty p.m. Your rendering might take you more than an hour, which would be really bad. Yeah. Um, but just you know, and and then at seven thirty p.m. on July thirtieth, which is a Sunday, teams turn their tapes in. I. I I don't even know if I should still say tapes. I'm thinking like. Not tapes anymore. Yeah. I was raised on, right? Right. Um, But but, yeah, they used to have to hand in the flash drive, but now,
1: now they can, um, it's uploaded. It's all digital. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the time is when you start the upload. So it's not when you're, when it's done uploading, it's when you start, that's what, that's what counts. So you have to get it in there before then, but like, we tell people they should start uploading by 6 30 if not before like let alone edit if you're starting to edit at 6 30 you're not making it
0: it. or you might just have a really messy film and that's okay and that's okay too that's true yeah um and then on august 5th which is the following saturday there's a screening Mm -hmm. of all films at the Bijou theater in bridgeport which is absolutely beautiful it's where bridgeport has its pride celebrations every year if folks have Mm -hmm. been um so i highly recommend it and then you know before we and i will share all this information but before we go i also want to ask you about how this event creates community way like way beyond these 3 days in july because oh, okay. i've seen groups of people who meet on a team um sometimes like haphazardly mm-hmm. become friends and yeah. sometimes they're friends in a creative sense and they still do film stuff but sometimes they're just friends
1: yeah. Well, I mean, that's like I I've met so many people through the 40 um, that I hang out with besides by the filming weekend, for sure. And I mean, oh, one of the one of the 48 years was my became my daughter's tutor in high school. Like, you know, it's and still asked about her every time, you know, that we see each other. And um, but that's the great thing, because. Not all of us do the production all the time, so we say, "Oh, well, what do you do for your day job?" Oh, well, maybe we can, you know, connect on that level too. And um, I say my forty-eight season goes into high gear in spring. I usually try to, I usually try to do a uh, Oscar screening party, um, which is harder to do when they've changed the date of the Oscars the last couple of years, but. Um, I I try to have these meet and greet events. So, you know, it's like networking, so to speak, but it's just like getting together. So I do those really from February till August. And then I um work with Two Roads Brewery on a horror film short competition. That's October. So I mean, in terms of this, like I'm, you know, yeah, we have our filming weekend one week of the year, and we have our screening weekend after and then the last weekend in August is our awards night so that's like also to be true so you know it's those are the big you know the big three so to speak but it's the creative community is happening like all year long for sure.
0: So the last question I ask folks is this show so this show grew out of the COVID pandemic um and I'm always really interested in how people are taking care of themselves, especially uh, like people dealing with members of the public at city hall can be very difficult. I have seen some of that,
1: um,
0: mm-hmm. and so you've uh, been in my office here. You know office, this office is. Been- I have been in your office, yeah, um, and and I've seen people not be graceful around paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I'll say and yes. and so you go from that which is very stressful to the 48-hour film project which yes maybe it is joyful like I often tell people working in the arts is joyful work yeah but that doesn't mean that it's not also laborious and exhausting sometimes and so how do you take care of yourself and your um, mom which is a and, whole full-time job by and the way yes, and I'm a mom um
1: Well, I I do have two very stressful positions, like one with the city and one, I mean, being the, you know, the city producer. So basically I'm overseeing this entire competition and these, you know, close to 40 film teams producing all of that. So there's um, a lot of things to juggle at the same time. It is stressful, but, you know my joy is seeing the creative community at the end my you know seeing them just like so happy to get to see it up on screen because sometimes this is the only time some of these filmmakers are up on a big screen like that um sometimes it's they're up there all the time you know like you you get both ends of the spectrum but i mean like that's that's the fulfillment i get out of it like, you know, furthering the creative community and helping people get further in their careers and um, just keeping that creative spark going. Um, I like to sit on the couch and relax. (laughs) Probably what I do is like, and honestly, I know like this is cheesy. I love a good Hallmark movie because I could just sit and veg out to them, especially the ones made in Connecticut by Synthetic because I love those guys. you know i I just love to veg out to that or like a good romance novel. That's how I relax, and usually there might be a glass of wine with that too,
0: yeah that that sounds great, and I will say there's no shame to a Hallmark movie. um, I think it is not Hallmark but Netflix, but I will say like single all the way is my jam, and I watch it not only during the Christmas season. so um yeah, don't yeah the 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 power of a good. And cheesy rom-com should never be underestimated. Exactly. Uh, Chris Clark, I want to thank you so much for coming on, talking about the 48-Hour Film Project. We're going to drop the website uh, with the Facebook video for the show, which I will send to Harry (laughs) Droz right now. Um, So thank you for spending time with us. I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. Um, You know, if folks want to find the 48, they can go on the website. Can they also find you on Instagram? Yes, I'm on Instagram as well. Yeah, I feel like the young people are on Instagram and TikTok, uh, so. Yeah, I have not delved into TikTok for it. Although no, some I mean, cities have, but it's just. There's time. There's they, time. Now. There's time, but I'm old, so. Yeah, there's, I know, you and me both, so it's.
1: But um, thank you for having me. I know like we, we kind of like just stumbled across this and I, thanks for having me. It's always good to see you, even virtually. Yeah, yeah so thank you for it. and.
0: I'm sure I'll see you in the real world. Uh, I'm sure. Soon. And I, I just really appreciate you coming on to talk. I hope that film stops getting the cold shoulder in Connecticut because it's definitely something that should be celebrated. And yeah. have been to screenings of the 48 Hour Film Project. Some of these are like deeply existential. Some of them are hilarious. And. Yeah. I think the, the value of a good laugh, especially right now, when the world is like totally turning upside down. Um, yeah, we need it. Yeah, we we really need it. And I think, you know, the joy of folks being together in community, you're absolutely right. That's a wonderful thing. So Trish Clark, thank you so much for coming on and talking about the 48-Hour Film Project. Harry Droz, thank you for making sure this plane flies and I don't have to fly it. I appreciate you. Have a great weekend, both of you. And if you're out there in the heat, please stay hydrated and cool. Take care, y'all. Thanks.